Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and this show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games, wagers, and headlines before diving into today's betting plays. Now, it is a special episode today as we finally have NFL football returning to the show. Now, when we started the show back in February of last year, one of our first episodes was talking about the Super Bowl. So we're talking today about the first NFL regular season game that we've ever had on this show. We did our 32 NFL team previews. We're all coached up and we're ready to go. So our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, and Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. Their mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of their website. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account, use promo code SHOOTERS to get started, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age, and it is available to persons in Ontario only. So let's talk about yesterday's betting recap. It was a 2-2 two and two day for the show But it could have been so much better had some results not gone our way late on in some of the footy matches. So the two winners that we had yesterday were Eintracht Frankfurt, who lost 3-0 versus Lisbon. Uh, It was 0-0 in the 64th minute. So this was actually a great win for us yesterday, one that really wasn't expecting. Um, But then the floodgates opened in that game and Sporting Lisbon, they pull out three goals in the next 19 minutes with Edwards, Trincao, and Nuno Santos. So shout out to Lisbon for stealing that result for us. The over two and a half looked dead. Then FC Lorient, double chance versus Leon. We should have taken the money line straight up. Felt like this was an upset potential, and it was three to one was the final result there. And when you get to cash a plus 100 play, that's always exciting. Now, The loser yesterday, this has to be one of the worst betting losses I've had in a long time with the Atletico Madrid and Porto game because we had Porto double chance at minus 124. Now, looked like a loss when in the 90 plus first minute, Atletico goes in and scores off a deflection. Looks like they're going to lose the result. Really unfortunate given Porto had played so well for the opening 90. But then they get the penalty decision. Uh, the handball in the box, and then in the 90th plus six, they convert that penalty. So you think, perfect, my bet gets saved. Just to then have on the final kick of the game in the 90th plus 11th minute, 
a corner kick goal scored by none other than Antonio Griezmann. Just an absolute dagger for us, but nonetheless, a great win for Atletico in the Champions League. And then Tottenham and Marseille, we had both teams to score at minus 130. And unfortunately, Marseille took a bad red card early on in the second half. Tottenham goes and converts two goals through Richarlison, and that's all she wrote on the betting front. Now, when we're talking other results and headlines from yesterday, Ajax, they blew out Rangers yesterday. Now, we had the both teams to score. Lean wasn't a part of our card, but luckily it wasn't because Ajax just blew them out completely. A 4-0 result there. Rangers could just never get comfortable in that match, um, and Ajax just kept coming at them and scoring goals. So Ajax gets the result at home. Then you got Barcelona versus Victoria Pleasant. We actually had Barcelona and this team to score over one and a half in the first half that we put out on Twitter as a part of a parlay, and they hit that with ease three to one in the first half, and five to one was the final. Robert Lewandowski with the hat trick. Then you had Club Bruges and Bayern Leverkusen. We were leaning draw here, but we stayed away. It's a good thing that we did as this game finished one nil was the final for Club Bruges. Unfortunately, VAR ruled out the equalizer that they scored, and so Silla's goal in the 42nd was all she wrote there. Inter Milan, they were at home against Bayern Munich. Our lean here was first goal for Inter. Well, they didn't score at all, so Munich, they pick up a dominant 2 to nothing victory. Sané in the 25th minute, and then an own goal in the 66th was all she wrote there. I did expect a bit more fight from Inter Milan at home, but just 44% of the possession and only two shots on target. And then the shocking result of the day had to be Napoli versus Liverpool. Napoli plus 266. They pick up a 4-1 to result here at home. Our lean was Napoli plus a half, but this was just a blowout. Yet Zelensky scored a PK in the fifth minute, Zambo in the 31st, and Simone in the 44th. So when you're down 3 to nothing, uh, it's very tough to recover, and they didn't. And Zelensky, he added another one in the 47th. And so that was all she wrote for Liverpool. They were able to get a goal themselves to give them a little bit of pride through Diaz, but overall a disappointing result for Liverpool once again. Now, when it comes to MLB lines from yesterday, as far as our lean plays, we were two and one. We did lean Colorado Milwaukee over 11 and a half. They won that game eight to four. Then you had the Yankees and Minnesota over six and a half. And that one hit with a five to four game there. Took them till the 12th inning, but it cashed. And then Boston and Tampa Bay was our miss of the day. After a high scoring game a couple days ago, it was one to nothing yesterday there. Other MLB results, we had the Mets five to one over the Pirates. We had the Braves seven to three over the A's. The Tigers five to four over the Angels. The White Sox nine to six over the Mariners. Dodgers run line seven to three over the Giants. The Mets in their second game with the Pirates, 10 to nothing. Then you had the Phillies 4-3 at home over the Marlins. Jays 4-1 on the road over Baltimore. Reds 7-1 on the road versus Chicago. Cardinals 6-5 over the Nationals at home. Yankees in the second game, 7-1 over the Twins. And then Astros 4-3 over the Rangers. Royals 2-1 over the Guardians. And Padres win 6-3 over the Diamondbacks. Now, other headlines from yesterday, the Senators, they locked in Tim Stutzel, eight years at an average of $8.35 million. Now, he was their third 
choice in the 2020 draft. Um, he gets paid more than Kachuk, Shabbat, and Giroux in the league now. Um, he did score 26 goals on the power play last year, so that's a big reason why he got this deal. He's still very young. Um, it makes sense when you're a team like Ottawa that's going through a rebuild to have a guy like this be your cornerstone for the next decade. Um, 87 points in 132 career games for Stutzel. Then we had more live drama. Uh, Poulter and Horschel, they were on the putting green, appeared to have a bit of a verbal disagreement. Um, there wasn't any major issues here. There was never going to be a fight or anything crazy. But then you've got Shane Lowry and Rory McIlroy just absolutely dumping on the guys that are there, saying that they shouldn't be there, um, that basically that they don't want to play the Ryder Cup with them, etc. And it's sad to see that they would just turn their back on guys for taking money. But nonetheless, that that's the way that things go with this whole situation. Um, I think tensions are going to boil over at some point between some guys. Um, especially once we start talking Ryder Cup um, and world ranking points and such. Um, but nonetheless, we'll see how these live guys do this week at the BMW Championship. We're not going to put out any betting plays for this event. Just want to sit back and watch the drama unfold. And then the shocker of yesterday for me was seeing Chelsea fire Thomas Tuchel. And this one just felt very premature. I know we talked yesterday about Zagreb picking up the result one to nothing in the Champions League. But this Chelsea side is still competing in England. They're getting results despite the fact that they haven't played their best football. We hadn't really had a chance to see Fofana or Aubameyang get fit into this uh, squad. And so it is a bit surprising to me seeing him getting fired this early on. Now, it appeared that ownership was not really that interested in having him long-term anyways. Some disagreements over his management style, but Nonetheless, Tuchel is out. It looks like they're going to go and get Potter. Um, and so we'll see if that signing ends up happening by the end of the day today, like many people think that it might. With that, let's talk today's betting slate. Um, as I said, NFL's on today. We got WNBA playoffs, Europa League action, and some MLB as well. So WNBA-wise, we got Connecticut and Chicago in that do-or-die Game 5 tonight. The Sky, the defending champs, they're at home as four-point favorites. Now, while I do think Chicago is going to win, I, I think Candace Parker is going to get it done in this game. I just can't go and bet a minus four. I've been getting burned on the over-unders on these WNBA games throughout the year, so I've been staying away from those. This is one that I just want to see who comes out on top, and then maybe we'll start looking at some wagers with the aces in the final. MLB-wise, there's a lot of games on the slate, but the two that we're going to keep an eye on today Cubs money line versus the Reds coming off that uh, embarrassing loss yesterday. I do think that Samson's the better pitcher here. And so I think that he's going to take advantage of Sessa, who's got the 5.18 ERA. Um, if I wasn't going to bet the money line here, I'd probably just take the over because neither pitcher is great. But I just give the slight edge to Samson. And then White Sox in Oakland under seven at minus 120. Really like Cease on the mound and Caprillion. He's had some solid starts. So while I do think the, the White Sox are going to put up a few runs on him, I do think Cease is going to pitch a gem once again as he has most of this season. So that's where we're leaning with the White Sox and A's. Now, Europa League-wise, we're not going to talk about every game. We're going to talk about clubs that we're familiar with, maybe some leans that we like, and then we do have a couple that are part of our official card. So Starting with Zurich, who are plus 750 against Arsenal at minus 334. 
Now, Zurich, they've been ice cold to start out in the Swiss Super League. Zero wins in their first seven games and a minus 12 goal differential. Arsenal are like the complete opposite in England because despite the fact they had that loss to Man United on the weekend, they still won five straight prior to that. So Arsenal do score a ton, and I expect that to happen here. Jesus, he's been playing well, as has Odegaard and many others on this team. So I do think that the under two and a half on the road is actually a fairly safe play at minus 134. Um, I like Zerk to keep it tight as well, despite the fact they haven't played great. If anything, that's the team total under two and a half for Arsenal. If I'm picking an official play, I would go under three and a half total. I do think that this is a two to nil finish here for Arsenal. Um, so I think the minus 143 is likely your safest play. Then you've got Istanbul taking on Dinamo Kiev, Fernabachi, Istanbul, there third place through five games with a plus nine goal differential. Um, they're taking on Dinamo, who have not played well in the Ukrainian league, um, two losses in their first two games, and a minus four goal differential. Now, Dinamo, while they haven't started well, uh, I do think that this is going to be a tough one on the road taking on a Turkish side. Uh, it's just a tough draw for them to begin this tournament. I do think that they have scoring potential in this one. Uh, because most people would write them off given the way they started in their league. So the odds of both teams to score at minus 141 is where I lean, just not an official play for us today. Then you got Ludogorets taking on Roma, who are minus 193. Now, Ludogorets, they've started well in the Bulgarian league, six wins and a draw in their first seven with a plus 21 goal differential. Now, road opener for Roma is a bit concerning for me. We did catch a Roma play last week. Um, but I do think Ludogorets getting a plus one at even money. That's some good value given they're at home and they have started so well. I think this has draw potential. If they do end up losing, it's going to be a tight one. Um, if you want to go the plus one and a half, that jumps all the way up to minus 182. So if you do like the juice line, go ahead and go with that as long as it wins. But that's where we lean with this Roma Ludogorts match. Then we got PSV. They're minus 264 taking on Bodo Glimet. Uh, PSV, they couldn't have started better in Erdovese. Um, They've just had a great start to their campaign, getting four out of five games with a win. Now, Bodo Glimet, they're the Norwegian side and they're sitting second place. They're already 21 matches into their campaign. Now they're 10 points back of first but they do have a plus 27 goal differential. So while I'm not too familiar with the Norwegian league, this is a tough road game for them taking on PSV, who I view as true contenders in this tournament. Uh, I would think the PSV money line is safe. Now, that being said, it's a minus 264. Um, but minus one at minus 182 is also a bit juice, but not bad. The official play that we would have if it was in our card is minus one and a half at minus 107. Um I just think that this is great value. It's already jumped as well because it was minus 239 to begin. Now it's minus 264. So a lot of people are banking on PSV having a great start, and I'm one of those people. Then you got Nantes, who are plus 136, taking on Olympiacos at plus 210. Now, Nantes are in France. They're 13th in League One. They only have one win in their first six, whereas Olympiacos, they sit second in the Greek Super League. One, two of their first three. So I just don't trust either team enough to confidently bet them. But if I did have to give a lean, it would be for Olympiacos to pick up the road result at plus 210. It's a risky play, which is why it's not in our card. 
but I do think there is some value to be had there. And then we also have NFL tonight, as we talked about at the start of the show, you've got Buffalo coming into this one. Uh, they lost in the AFC divisional round to Kansas City. As we said <laughs> during both our Buffalo and Kansas City preview, one of the best football games, not just of last year, but of my lifetime, how incredible that playoff game was, 42-36 to to Kansas City in overtime. Now, Buffalo, they come in as the Super Bowl favorites. Josh Allen's the MVP favorite. A lot of people are high on Buffalo, including the host of this show. Now, the Rams, they're still the defending Super Bowl champs. They knocked off the Bengals 23-20. to They still have Aaron Donald. They've got Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. This is a very good Rams team. And so a lot of people are betting on Buffalo for this one. And that's where we're going to start with today's hedge plays because we are also on Buffalo Moneyline today versus the LA Rams at minus 136. I just don't see the value in going and getting this at minus two. I would rather just play it safe with the money line. I would hate to have it be a one-point victory on a last-second field goal, and then you're kicking yourself because you went and got minus two. So money line at 136. Um, I, Despite the fact that this is on the road, this is such a good Buffalo team. Uh, offensively, you've got Josh Allen at the helm. Uh, I'm curious to see how James Cook plays tonight, see if he's going to end up taking this backfield from Devin Singletary, Zach Moss as well. Uh, Buffalo running backs have not been kind, both from a fantasy perspective and just a general perspective the last couple years. So interested to see where this one goes. That being said, I think there's also going to be plenty of points scored here. Uh, I do think Buffalo, they end up winning it. The Rams are going to be a bit emotional coming off that Super Bowl win. And then you're mixing in Allen Robinson into that offense. So we'll see how he fits. The Rams, I like long-term to win their division, to be a favorite in the NFC. But I think the Bills want to make a statement that they're here to win the Super Bowl this year. And they're going to do that on opening night. Now, I'm going a bit ballsy with this one. Isaiah McKenzie, anytime touchdown at plus 275. And I think part of it is just there's been such a big fuss over Gabriel Davis, and I get it. He had one of the best playoff games probably that a receiver's ever had in a playoff game. Let's be honest, four touchdowns in that Kansas City game. But does that mean that he's an every week option at wide receiver? He he was great last year, but I do think that McKenzie's going to play a role in this offense. And so he started at around plus 250. A lot of people have been on the Dawson Knox train and the Davis train. And so his odds went up to 275. Now, I think it's going to change a bit in the opener. I think McKenzie, they're they're almost going to forget about him, and he's going to score in this game. So at plus 275 to open it up, I like that McKenzie play. Our third play of the day is Manchester United. money line at minus 148. Yes, I'm wearing the United hat. So take this one with a grain of salt, as it is a bit of a homer pick here. But I do think there is some merit to it as well, because United, they opened up the EPL campaign with two losses. They actually looked dead in the water, especially after that Brentford match. But they picked up four impressive wins since then, including over Liverpool and Arsenal. Now, Sociedad, they've started out fairly well in the Liga. Two wins, a loss, and a draw. So they're not rolling, but they're not playing terribly either. Now, this United side, since they've benched Harry Maguire, has been a completely different side. Lots of speed, especially on the wings and up front. And so I think the starting 11 will reflect that today. Now, I... The thing that I will say is that Man United, if there is a letdown spot for them, I think it's on the weekend. Here, though, they're going to be very focused on... I think they realize that they may not be a league champion this year. 
but they could go out and win a trophy by winning Europa. I think this is the tournament that Ten Hogs going to put the most focus into. I think we see a Ronaldo start today as well, and he hasn't scored in a number of matches, so I would even bet him as an anytime goal scorer today if he starts. And then to cap it off, Lazio Moneyline versus Feyenoord. Um, I actually, the lean that I'm going to go here, um, Lazio, they haven't been out to a hot start out of the gate. They're sitting ninth. Uh, they have just two wins in their first five. They're taking on Feyenoord, who are the the Dutch side. They're second place. They've won four of their first five. Now, the issue that I have is that they have scored 14 goals, but they've also given up five of their own. And so giving up a first, giving up a goal per game is very concerning when you're looking at it from a footy perspective. So if I'm leaning anything in this match, it is first half over one and a half goals. The risk on this one is plus 128. I think that we see this as a 1-1 game at half. Um, I could, I just couldn't get myself to bet draw. Plus 136. When you're rooting for a tie, it's just not worth it. And if it does end up being 2 to nothing, then we'll be kicking ourselves that we didn't take the over 1.5 goals. So that's what we're playing today. First half over 1.5. Really like the value here and think that Lazio and Feyenoord are really going to be looking for a result in this opener. But thank you, everyone, who tuned in to our show this morning. We appreciate all of you. NFL is back tomorrow. We're going to have a massive card, probably going to be about 15 plays by the time we throw in college football, NFL, EPL, just a loaded week. And so appreciate all of you, and we'll see you tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.